0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Our top story, last night was the first presidential debate between incumbent Republican Donald Trump and challenger, former Vice President Joe Biden.
1: What- yeah, it was quite a debate.
0: Yeah, what did you think about the debate?
1: It was exactly as I expected it to be. Unlike everybody else in the media who's saying, it was a shit show, it was a dumpster fire, it was the worst debate I've ever heard in my life, it was exactly as I expected, and I don't have a problem with them calling it a shit show. What I have a problem with them is that they're pretending as though every one of these is not a shit show. They're all a shit show. They know- it's like they were expecting there to be some great policy debate where they went deep into the issues and very respectful, cooperative type of healthy debate for democracy. It's all, it's all a big con. This is exactly like they all are minus the audience. You put the audience there and you get the woos and wahs, and it changes the dynamic a little bit. But since they made the audience be silent because they didn't want coronavirus spreading while they laugh – Then it was weird because there was no audience reaction, which kind of made it seem somber and a little more hostile than—it didn't seem as much of a game as it seems when there's an audience there to react. I have some other thoughts, but I'll let you respond.
0: Well, I had a great time watching the debate because I live-streamed it with the Make Liberty Great Again guys, so that was super fun. The downside was that I actually heard very little, like very few complete sentences from the candidates because we were having such fun and talking over them whatever, but it was super fun. But what I did notice was I was totally impressed with how much Trump seemed engaged and and actually mastering the topics because some some people I I've known some like rich kind of aging people just over the years as an investment banker and stuff and they really don't always engage, especially if if they're not... See, I think he is is a player, a, a player on the stage, you know, Shakespearean type, you know, the, all the world is a stage. But in this case, real, like, kabuki theater actor who's playing a role and, and doesn't... Re- you know, but he really came off, I think, quite authentic. I feel like 14 years on The Apprentice or, you know, there's always the chance that he is totally what you see is what you get. But I I mean, I, I thought he was more engaged in the issues than any debate I'd ever seen him in before.
1: He was definitely listening and jumping in. And Biden, every time, every time Biden spoke, almost every time he was looking down at his script or whatever that he had on his podium. And it looked like he was praying. So Trump would be talking and Biden <laughs> yeah, would close his eyes slowly. Sometimes he'd give kind of a, oh, oh I can't believe how like he was immoral this person is. he a priest or a is. rabbi. Yeah. yeah. And he looked down and he's reading notes from a podium. Some people said he had an earpiece in. I, I didn't see that. Maybe he did. I don't know. But I did see him look down and read directly from notes almost the entire time. And it looked like he was either Passing out or sleeping, and half the time his voice started getting gravelly like he was gonna fall asleep. He kind of played the submissive. It was like with Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton was punching back a little. With Biden, it was Chris Wallace guiding him along the whole way. Is Chris Wallace going, no, 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 you big bully. Be nice to the old doddering old man over here. So I think on the left, you're gonna see a bully attacking a doddering old moral man who was just trying to get his words in. And on the right, you're you're probably gonna see, well, it was clearly a setup with Chris Wallace on Biden's side. Chris Wallace asking questions that presumed things to be true that weren't true and Trump fighting back against that. There was a point at which Chris Wallace chimed in with his own views. Absolutely it was yeah I, I tweeted last night that Trump eased his way in he didn't go too hard at Biden to begin with he kind of felt it out but that by halfway through the debate Trump was firmly grabbing both Chris Wallace and Joe Biden by the pussy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that seems reasonable, a reasonable assessment of the thing. And for me to see, first of all, when they were saying, should the moderator fact check? It's yeah. like, how would the moderator even fact check? And you can see how they would. And it, what it was yeah. was because that's what Chris Wallace was kind of doing. He was correcting the record on something that Trump had said, which is just his opinion, his interpretation yeah. of facts that, of course, could go either way. But to the point of Trump being an interrupting, domineering bully. I mean, Hillary held her own better than Biden. A lot better. How how is it going to be when when Biden has to go toe to toe to Xi Jinping or Putin? You know what I mean? Like that would be your your classic response. to That is don't you want the guy who can go a few rounds like beat Bobby Flay? Like in the first round, you have to go through like the lesser guy, isn't it important? Or the primaries, the the debates that should surround the primaries, but they they, I mean, it's not realistic to say that it's that Biden should be protected in this. That's not even a good. It was plan. Uh,
1: it was walking an old man across the street is. Chris Wallace doing that. And the only time Biden looked alive to me are those few moments where he really wanted to make sure America understood him. And he looked straight ahead and sexually assaulted the camera with his eyes in a creepy way.
0: Everybody felt that. And you know what my impression was when I saw that? It's like, that guy looks like he's tripping. Like his pupils were dilated to the point where you can't really tell the color of a person's eyes. Whenever someone's doing that in a place that isn't just like... An island in the middle of the ocean with the noonday sun beating down. Anybody's eyes are almost like, that person is tripping.
1: Yeah, he was tripping, and under the guise of an old man just trying to get by this bully... He was lying almost every other word. here. I Just just jotting down from memory, probably more than this, he lied about Fauci, he lied about critical race theory, he lied about Charlottesville, he lied about his son Hunter, and he lied about Antifa, and he stoked racial division because his entire campaign is built on the Charlottesville thing, which Trump, when he brought up the Charlottesville thing, or it might have been Chris Matthews that did, and Biden went into it, Trump kind of mumbled something under his breath. If it were me, or probably most people, I wouldn't move on until I corrected the record on the Charlottesville thing. He did not call neo-Nazis fine people. There's a lot more context to that whole situation. The Proud Boys are not a white nationalist organization, so that whole condemn this group. What are they? They are, you go to their website, they're like male, they promote, I can't remember that Red Pill documentary where it was like. uh, Yeah, yeah. I think it's similar to that. The
0: Day of Atonement, remember? There was like the Million Man March was a Day of Atonement. I, I It was kind of a like sketchy concept, I thought. Do you remember the Million Man March? Yeah, Stacey Abrams
1: spoke at the Million Man March on the 30th anniversary when she was 17 Yeah, years an anniversary,
0: old. but the, the original one. Oh, no, I'm talking about, yeah, not maybe not the original one. But there was one like 10 years ago that, or five years ago, that wasn't, had to have been 10, wasn't. A million people by a long shot, but it was like a religious thing to get black men to come atone for uh, not living up to the expectations their community had for them. Like, I think that's what it was about. It was kind of sketchy. You know, it was was kind of a a, a weird thing to do. So one more thing about that,
1: it was very disappointing that Trump did not jump in with to dispel the Charlottesville thing more. I kind of understand why he wouldn't have because his strategy seemed to be more to, he actually got uh, Biden to do something that people aren't pointing out at all, but I think was probably the biggest moment when it comes to impact and the entire debate, real impact. But He could spend his time saying, no, the Charlottesville thing is not true. Look at the transcript, look at the video, whatever, uh, explain the context. But what that does is it wastes a bunch of time. And how many times do you have to do that? He's done this over and over again. He's, He's been asked this question and he has dispelled it and he has told people to go look at the video or whatever. How many times do you have to do that? It doesn't have an impact. It doesn't change anybody's minds. Even if you did convince somebody who believes that that is true, that the whole Charlottesville thing isn't true the way the media presents it, they'll just say, well, it doesn't matter. Here's a long list of other things that I I believe that makes me know that Trump is a racist. So it was kind of a moot effort. And what he was doing instead was something that does impact the way that some of Biden's target audience feels about him and I believe is likely to make people who support Biden not vote at all. And that is he was pushing Biden to use the phrase law and order. You're not about law and order. You're not about law and order. You're not, And, and he kept pressing them and pressing them and pressing them until Biden said, I, I am. I, I am about law and, you know, some of order. So those two words are trigger words for Biden's far-left progressive Antifa-type followers or supporters because they hate law and order. They oppose law and order to the death. And Biden's saying that he— is for law and order, not only positions him in agreement with Trump and alongside of Trump, like he's, yeah, I I agree with Trump on this. I support law and order. He's using those trigger words that are the enemy of some of his supporters. So I think it'll cause some people to stay at home.
0: Interesting. Yeah, he, he was losing the left. But of course, he's got a top cop as his person. But there are a few things I want to say about that. I do want to just clarify with the Million Man March. It was 25 years ago. I can't get my mind. Right. I was just like it's five or ten years ago. The Million Man March was 25 years ago. The
1: first one. It was a, the only. Well,
0: one? maybe there was one one in the 60s, but this one, the one I know as the Million Man March, I think there might have been one in the 60s. Was called by Louis Farrakhan. It was in on October 16th, 1995. It was held on and around the National Mall, uh, the North Africa, National African American Leadership Summit: A leading group of civil rights activists of the Nation of Islam, working with scores of civil rights organizations, uh, formed the Million Man March organizing committee. It was it uh, it meant was meant to convey to the world a vastly different picture of the black male, and to unite in self help and self defense against economic and social ills plaguing the African American community. So as I recall, this was about re- taking responsibility and atonement. it was, and that it was Louis Farrakhan makes me feel like maybe it was like a little different from your typical kind of civil rights stuff. But if are these guys, there are other organizations like that for men of different religions. I didn't know that there was like a white one, but is that about taking responsibility? Could these proud boys be there about taking responsibility?
1: It depends no. on who you ask. And, Right. According to their website, they promote manliness, male priorities. Their website actually is hard to find. It doesn't come right up on the search because all these other articles come up trying to frame them as something else. I don't know. I'm not saying that they don't go to protest. I'm not saying that they haven't been involved in violence, but they don't walk around promoting themselves as a white nationalist organization. There might be people who are part of it, who are... Our white, you I, know, the ironic thing about the, the Charlottesville thing is that the guy who organized it, Richard Spencer, endorsed Biden and reemphasized his endorsement of Biden. Now, maybe he's doing that to troll him, but he's on the record endorsing Biden and Chris Wallace and going, uh, Joe Biden, do you denounce Richard Spencer?
0: I have to read to you the Proud Boys wiki entry, and I also have a couple of comments about the militia and drugs. Let's hear this first.
1: And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 Seed Packs, their organic seed packs and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out.
0: Okay. So the Proud Boys, this is what Wiki says, is a far right, neo-fascist, male only organization that promotes and engages in political violence. That is the first sentence of the wiki thing. And does it then, say in per,
1: per, parentheses there? Oh, and Antifa doesn't exist.
0: I like uh, said last night. I didn't get to that yet, but it says it's Gavin McGinnis, who who has. He says Gavin McGinnis, who claims that the alt right's focus is race, but his focus is what he defines as Western. Chauvinism. values.
1: Yes, that's that is whatever it's
0: it's a little tricky to impose upon someone values that they do not that they reject, that they repudiate. So I'm not going to wade into that. I don't know anything about those guys. But one thing I will say is when they asked when Chris Wallace asked him the question about renouncing white supremacist organizations, he also said and militias. Now, militias are in the Second Amendment before the right to bear arms. It's the militia that is required for a free state. And we should have militias. And if, and the, the we would never be where we are today if we didn't have militias. And I did want to say piggybacking on that, or maybe we'll get to it in a sec because I do have a tweet about this I want to read. That if they would just, every single story I'm thinking of, of all the black men who were shot by cops, Every single one of them, including Breonna Taylor, well, I guess she's a female, but that had to do with drugs. Drugs were involved, including Anthony McLean. So stop the drug war and the shootings will stop. So these yep. issues get conflated and they shouldn't.
1: Yeah. And that debate did nothing but stoke ro- racial division the entire time with many of the lies let me give you a real quick rundown of the specifics of what he lied about. Trump said Fauci talked about the mask back in... March where he said, you don't need to wear a mask. That's true. It's on 60 Minutes. Biden's response to that was, that's a lie. That's been debunked. No, that's actually on 60 Minutes. You can see it. And Trump, and that was brought up in the context of Chris Wallace asked Trump, you, you've you been you've been saying you don't believe that masks are effective talking about restaurants. I gave the story about me being in a restaurant yesterday where it's the dirtiest thing in the restaurant, the way that they're being used in restaurants. So that's true. And then another thing was the critical race theory. He brought up that they're teaching these critical race theories and he gave a little bit of uh he talked a little bit about what it what it is in California and stuff, Joe Biden's response is, that's not true. That's that's not happening at all. That's all his response is. That's a lie. It is happening. And then the Charlottesville lie, and then his son, Hunter Biden, Trump, Trump went hard at Hunter Biden, and 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 Biden just goes, that's all been debunked, and, and then they just moved on. And then Antifa, he said, Antifa is just an idea. It doesn't exist. Well, I'm going to tell you guys, I hate to promote the website of Antifa, but I'm going to. Go to torchantifa.org, click on their resources, click on the How to Set Up an Antifa group, They're are bail- out funds their training manuals their mission their their torch slash chapters this is organized at a national level they have local chapters and i i Challenge anybody who says Antifa doesn't exist like it is, and who believes they're just anti-fascist, to try and start a local chapter of Antifa that does not align with the principles of this National Torch Network. And you will get a phone call. Somebody will show up to your house, whatever, and they'll make they'll say you're going to align by these principles, or you are going to be on our list of Antifa that is not really Antifa and is therefore white nationalist. Because that is how they frame anybody who is not following their national organized guidelines. It's a crock of shit to say that they do not exist in, or, or just an idea.
0: Well, let's move away a little bit from that and talk, if you're ready, and yeah. talk about the national versus local stuff. I, You have something about that. And on the flip side, funny enough, like I feel like the left is kind of re-drilling down into the local stuff, which you brought us yesterday about Pelosi saying, you know, and then I have numerous examples that I noticed yesterday and before the debate even of Trump doing the opposite of undermining states rights and pulling it up to the federal level. I have yet another example.
1: Yeah. A lot of this stuff is being organized at the local level. And we talked in the past about Soros funding local district attorney races so that they could gain control over them and not prosecute certain crimes. You can't change the law, just get control of the, the DA, and then you get to control what gets prosecuted and what doesn't. My question, and I don't know the answer to it, is, are the local election workers the – the whatever? I don't know the names of the different workers that, that do the elections at the local level, but – That's who you would target. If you want to control or you want to scam an election, then you need to put your people in those local polling places. They need to oversee the elections at the local level. And I guarantee you that there's people that are installed there. This is the strategy to overtake a country by subverting the locales in every locale.
0: I I told you I got roped into being a poll, uh, like a warehouse monitor observer i was just i was just installed for 12 or 15 hours in a warehouse as the ballots started piling up i guess there were paper ballots this was the kasim reed mary norwood election that put kasim reed as the mayor of atlanta and i really first of all There was no chance. Like, I was definitely, like, an opposition observer, and I had no idea what I was supposed to do. Nobody ever trained me. They just needed me to show up. I signed my name, and I read an entire novel cover to cover as I sat there. And I I just saw the boxes. They were like, you have to sign for these boxes. But there was absolutely no way for me to assess what was going on. And the other people there knew each other. And, I I mean, it's just, they're... The idea that you couldn't, that you don't have funny business in there. I mean, I think it's in its sorry state, and George is the worst. Yeah. But this local stuff is definitely a a new theme that's emerging that I've noticed, and it is slowing down information and like human interaction, travel across borders and stuff. And uh, I I will tell you later if you want to talk about it. Just this idea that of the new normal, and I think that's part of it.
1: Yeah. And this new normal of astroturfing, is kind of astroturfing, that Indivisible Twitch group, not Twitch, whatever, that, that Slack group that I'm in where Slack. they give their secret messages to each other. They posted earlier this week, this gives you an idea of the reach of this organization. And this organization is controlled top down, but they have these local branches in every locale. And so it's similar to what we're talking about here. They're talking about the Truth Brigade campaign, that, and they're talking about the past week of Post. So far, we've produced over 4.2 thousand social posts that have been seen over 18 million views. This is indivisible activism. This is, this is a national group spreading s- terrorist cells out to the local level and getting these messages out through all those local channels.
0: Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to com slash prop report. I wanted to tell you about this new normal thing, just to piggyback on the idea that things are changing forever in a big way yeah. and and as a callback to what you first said i i was saying kind of the same thing but you you really were ahead of it there were a couple of things that you were way way ahead of someone was saying like hindsight is 2020 and i'm like no binkley said all that before it even happened i forget what it was but it was something last night i could find it in the twitter feed but this particular thing was that there that you it's not going to be a hurricane it's a war it's not it's not a short term thing it's a long term thing they can't let you go back out of quarantine after 14 days it has to be 14 months yeah there was an article in CNN which somebody yelled at me like you got to stop retweeting CNN like put it in archive and then tweet it from there something i got to yeah. figure this out but i keep retweeting this stuff and it's and they were discussing it said don't get used to Stop. Your problem is that you don't accept that we're never going back. It's and they called it normal normalcy bias. Normalcy bias. It says January is gone and it's not coming back. That's only bad if you don't come to terms with it. So it's just it's it's Cool Hand Luke. It's get your mind right. That's what this is. They are trying, and I know it's true because I just thought that I was like, if I would just accept this. I could live in this world, but, but I really, I can't, I can't, and I refuse to. So, so what am I? I'm a boomer now, right? I'm just a throwback. I'm a relic who cannot engage in economics and doesn't need to, I have to retire myself. I have to get out. And if my kids, my kids can't do that. And for them to engage economically, they have to get the the tat of the beast, the vax tat, the, they have to do that. So it's just, it's going to be where, just like I got my daughter, took her to the DMV today to get a permit. And they fingerprinted her and other stuff, and she's super excited. And I'm like, yes, they didn't come to her house and fingerprint her, but she she has to drive. She, she wants to visit grandma. Like, she has to get on a plane, and now she needs ID. So yeah. they're doing all that stuff to her, and if she doesn't, then she cannot do those things. And then it said, don't worry, because there's this thing called hedonic adaptation that short-term... Changes are easily dropped. Mm-hmm. But if you do it for long enough, it becomes your new normal.
1: You got to wear people down. They, it's, it, the old habit has to be replaced with a new one that they're trying to force upon people.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is a little clockwork orangey and yeah. it's it's kind of I got you know, a it's tweet disturbing.
1: last night from a listener talking about the shutdowns. We have talked about a potentially another shutdown and they told me that somebody they know who is in college who lives in the dorms is being told by I guess the people who administrators or, or people who run the dorms that they need to get ready for another shutdown that they probably won't be coming back to school after Thanksgiving which I thought the I predicted was that
0: from the beginning yeah. because they said there were uh, a friend of mine whenever the kid is going to college and they said, Oh, they're just going to take a really long Thanksgiving break. And I thought they're never going back. Right.
1: And this speaks directly to what you were talking about, because a lot of people believe all this stuff is going to end right after the election. But this tells me if they really are doing these shutdowns after Thanksgiving, this is, this isn't for the long haul. And I, I think it has to be. And
0: I'm just, everything seems to be put in place besides It's cold and flu season. I know, yeah. People get sick in January. They're going to get sick. They're going to get a coronavirus. Millions of people are going to have a coronavirus. And that's
1: what just ticks me off, because you have all these people who are going to get sick, and you already know they're going to be classified
0: coronavirus. It's lunacy. It's lunacy. The power of suggestion over this stuff, the trust. That's why I never believed for a second those polls that said people don't trust Congress, they don't trust the media. I'm like, right, sure. Wait until... Anything happens, they will even this didn't happen, and they're just told that's how much they believe it. But I have a couple of shout outs. Our last let's hear it. This is our last day of the old regime with a lot of shout outs and stuff because we're moving to the commercial free patron thing. And if people are in patron, they're not going to hear this one. So the shout outs become a little more difficult. If you have a problem with that, Text me or not text me, DM me or message me on Patreon. I'll tell you how the new system works. I did try to message everybody. Anyway, we are going commercial free tomorrow 45 minutes commercial free on patreon every single day so now would be the time to join that but in the meanwhile justin major patron saint says i'd love to give a shout out for the ron paul homeschool curriculum for all the parents going crazy trying to homeschool their kids this year it's true if you're going to sit there and do it anyway why facilitate the ai the future of ai in your kids jacking directly into your kids brain and it probably doesn't even need all the all the screens. It's a better education than you'd ever get in a public school. I'm sure that's true. Actually, I read the book, The Ron Paul School Revolution. Yeah, it looked really good. It's K through 12 and teaches you things that will actually be useful in life, like how to open a small business. And the best part is it's self-taught. So I always thought that you teach a kid to read and everything else they can do on their own, unless they have Down syndrome, in which case it takes like five people to teach them anything, but whatever. Uh, And Dave was very concerned because he did not hear the shout out. And this is the last shout out of the old regime. It is, I want to shout out Monica and Brad. Thank you for all the work you do trying to expose the truth. I may be a sheep like everyone else, but at least I know I'm in a pen and I can see the fences. I love the show. Please keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. And we... It is getting harder and harder to get motivated to tr- uh, go through all this propaganda because it is so thick. I mean, between the election and the COVID stuff, I mean, I am really uh, – I've almost had it. But, but so, there is some pleasure in pulling back the curtain and exposing them. I feel like we make their job a little bit harder, that if enough people are walking around woke, maybe – Maybe it helps?
1: Yeah, I think it does help. And I think that what I'm seeing is I'm seeing more and more people, and a friend of mine pointed this out to me, more and more people are taking the mask down in Kroger and other places where they do have the. They'll bring them in, but they have them pulled down kind of under their chin. And it's going to get to a point where... <laughs> People just don't do it anymore. It's it, because it's not natural. It it's it feels it does not it, It's uncomfortable. It makes it harder to breathe. And the stuff about social distancing, this whole idea that we're gonna send a bunch of kids to college, to where they're all in the same area, to where their hormones are raging, and, and they 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 have freedom they haven't had before that they don't have at home, and then say okay, but you can't touch each other. It is absurd, and it's there's no way that was ever gonna work, and people are going to stop there's going to be some that are mil- militantly stick to it but more and more people are going to stop doing it i think
0: i i don't know i mean it, it's in their minds it's crazy i was going to get this physical therapy i've been doing lately and uh i didn't realize like some old lady was just basically squishing herself between parked cars and in the gutter of the street, whatever. And I realized as I was walking past on a sidewalk on a beautiful sunny day that I didn't have my mask on yet because I wasn't in the building. Yeah. And she was just didn't know what to do. She nearly got hit by a car trying to get away from me. And I'm, Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yes. Be-
1: that, I'm that, glad no, she's okay. That'd be a hilarious ha, little short the, film.
0: The auto fatalities are up, and I meant to look and see if that... Because I was like, if driving is down and accidents are down, why are fatalities up? I just couldn't figure it out. I bet it's pedestrians. They are in the street here. It's so nuts. They will not pass you on the sidewalk. They walk in the street, and they don't even look because California was trained to not look in the streets. It's
1: effed up. I'm seeing someone on a sidewalk as a jogger approaches them on the sidewalk, and as the jogger gets closer, in absolute fear, they go, ah, and they dive out into the middle of the road in front yeah. of like a tractor trailer. Totally,
0: I, I I'm I would be surprised if that has not happened, and they're not gonna public, publicize that, because, but uh, it, it's really insane, so I don't know if people are, are going to break out of that here. It's, they want us all to stay home, and I I mean, they don't want us to drive around, The Uber thing is shutting down. I mean, the fires, they want us in the house. Like, it is crazy. When I found out that fire, how many times have I said every one of these damn fires is started by a government contractor, one or another government contractor? And this effing thing started by California Edison? Maybe. They're being investigated. I mean, it's hard to believe that it's spontaneous. I'm a little frustrated.
1: (laughs) Well, in the patron 15, I'm going to tell you about the way Indivisible is literally walking people through how to vote. I mean, you have to be really, really brain dead to not be able to figure some of the stuff out on their own that they're trying to tell people about. And a few other things might be interesting about South Park.
0: That sounds like fun. I want to tell you the weird news about uh, uh well it's a little sounds a little economics e but it's about median median income let's just say it seems like the wealth gap is closing and i'm not i'm not sure i buy that 100 percent or well i'll tell you about it and also i'll tell you why it enrages me that megan mccain named her daughter liberty and not because i'm a libertarian
1: all right, you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content we post every time we post to DMB, go to patreon.com slash propagandareport and become a patron. We'll talk to you in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.